0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. But yes, Mother's Day. Mothers, you guys are superheroes. You are super moms, I'm telling you, that uh, I feel like the day that we birthed a kid, our lives just went 10x. Because in order to go to the grocery store, it is a problem. <laughs> it's a 10x life, you know, you have to get them out of the car, now you get the, get the heavy stroller out, put them in the stroller, now you have to go in, oh no, they're crying, now their diaper, you know, is wet, spilling over. It's a whole mess. And then, you know, you go home and you're trying to relax, there's no relaxation at all. So whatever we do, even if it's just the most normal, common, everyday thing, like, you're 10x. You're just a superhero. So, anyway, I just need to give you props where props is due. And then, also, I just wanted to honor the mother of the house, Pastor Leanne Metesius. Even though she's not here, I have to honor her and love her so much. You guys can just flood her Instagram DM with a bunch of love on Mother's Day. Tell her how much you you love and care for her. And, uh, and just, I, I always uh, want to honor what they did. They moved here from Australia uh, with, like, it's not like there were churches already here that were a part of the movement. They literally had to take ground. And so we have, I can't even remember, are there five campuses in San Diego? Um, there's going to be about five here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> And so the most incredible pastors on the planet that we have. So anyway, I'm going to get right into it because I really believe that God gave me—it um, was basically a revelation. I was reading the book of Genesis, and this happened about a year ago. You know what happens when you read the Bible and you start getting some downloads, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. He's speaking to me, and this means this, and this means that, and you're like, wow. That's what happened to me about a year ago. And then it's kind of been about like, you know, cooking for a while. So this is my first time delivering this message. But just like I learned from Pastor Leanne, when you give messages, it's almost like you're preparing a meal for for you. So on Mother's Day, this is a year-long home-cooked meal that I hope you can all enjoy today. (laughs) So we are going to get into it. So the title of my message today is, Can You Dig It? Oh, they did so good. I sent it to him about like midnight last night. So go media team. (laughs) But can you dig it? So just like how we, you know, in gardening, there's step-by-step, there's a step-by-step process how you plant and how you take care of it, how you grow it. And so I feel like God gave me um, not only just a a revelation, but he paired it with a step-by-step process of how to enter into breakthrough and promises. I was leaning over to Pastor Vince and I said, oh my gosh, everything that you said up here is exactly what's going to happen today. There's going to be breakthrough, there's going to be promises. And uh, you're just going to get wrecked today, which is exciting. And so it's growing into the breakthrough and promises of God, a little step-by-step thing going on. But um, ever since I've been a mom, I've really seen this played out as a mother. And so I'm going to share a little tidbits, not tidbits, that's kind of a tip, but uh, my life. Throughout it. But what we're going to do, we're going to go. I'm going to talk to you about uh, Isaac, and that is Abraham's son. We're going in Genesis 26. If you have your Bible, you can open it. I'm going to, instead of reading the whole chapter of 26, which would be a little, you guys might fall asleep. I mean, the Bible's exciting, but you know, anyway. Instead of reading the whole thing, I'm going to give you a quick little breakdown about Genesis 26 and Isaac. So the backstory, where we're coming in at is there's a famine in the land. So you would think if there's a famine or a pandemic in the land, you quickly want to leave and you want to just move and try to find a place of a place where you can flourish. And uh, during that time, God told Isaac, Abraham's son, to stay in the land. Because that's where God told Abraham he'd bless his family, and there he'd multiply them. Sometimes God gives you a promise, and you're like, but it's here in a famine, and I'm supposed to flourish here? What the heck is going on? But that happened to Isaac. I'm sure it's happened to some of you. And uh, so what do you do? Is you should stay. You should obey. And that's what Isaac did, is he stayed. And because he stayed, he got incredibly, incredibly wealthy. So... Go figure that. The hand of God doesn't, you know, allow you to go into the, the stream of the economy here on the earth, but there's a God economy. So you can rise above a famine and a pandemic at any time. It's incredible. And uh, the, the area that they were in, the enemy is called the Amblex. No, am I saying it? amblex uh, Abimelex. Abimelechs, and uh, the Abimelechs were the enemy. They're the they're the ones trying to push back. But they were getting really upset with Isaac. They were upset that he was flourishing. they were you know, they didn't like him being super wealthy. And so what they did is they told him to just kind of move on from. It's still in the land that God called him to, but can you just get out of where we're at, where we have this little community? Please move. And uh, and actually, because I'm also mad. Uh, should I say this now? I'll get into it later. But anyway, they're mad at Bumleks. So we are now going to go into, I'm going to pick up on Genesis 26, verse 15. So let's go there. It's probably up on the screen, but here we go. Yep, the Philistines envied them. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped them. So those are the Abimelechs. The Philistines stopped them, filling them with earth. So uh, then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. That's kind of what I was summarizing. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the Valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham. This is where it gets important. Um, when the Philistines had stopped up, after, uh, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, The water's ours. <laughs> so he named the well Esek. When you ha- come up with words in the Bible, you just say it with confidence and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so the well of Isaac, because they disputed with them. So well number one, I'm going to go over. There's a couple wells that Isaac had to dig up until he finally came to break through. So that's where I'm taking all of us. So now we're coming up to well number one. And the well number one means dispute. There was dispute. So can you dig through the well of Dispute. Can you dig? Dispute. That means questioning. It's your inward thinking. It's your doubt that you have. It's when uh, you have to decide: is this truth or is this a lie? And uh, you know, we can see in the world today that the world will actually try to clog up certain thinking. They'll they'll try to say, you know, that this is, you know, there's there's more than two genders. Where the truth is is that there's two. And uh, so, but the world will try to clog things up. And uh, so there's different inward reasoning, it's thinking. And uh, you know, sometimes uh, you can be in church today right now questioning, does God even exist? You know, you're going to this well of dispute in your head with your thoughts. Does God even exist? Is God even good? You know, did Jesus really ri- raise from, from the dead? Is all this stuff actually happening? And uh, so for this well, are you willing to go there and tackle the lies in your head? Tackle the questioning, tackle the doubt. And uh, where the lie is exposed, truth will be revealed. And so the amazing thing is that uh, when a truth is revealed, you're able to change the way that you think. And so in this first well of dispute, I feel like what the step one process of getting your breakthrough is uh, you go through the dispute, you go through the lies, the the truth is revealed, and then you can have repentance. Because repentance actually means changing the way you think. So if you're able to change the way you think, oh, there's, you know, your head is, there's truth in it, there's life, there's freedom. You're not a double-minded man weighing back and forth between what the world says and what God says. You're stable in all your thinking. And so are you willing to dig through that first well of dispute? Um, it's repentance, Mark 1 It says, the time promised by God has come at last. This is Jesus announcing this. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. And some people might say, oh, this is an end time scripture, but actually, don't you know that we can bring heaven to earth right now, that the kingdom of heaven is near. It's almost like a thin veil, and you can just bust through that thin veil and pull down heaven to earth. It is near, and believe in the good news, because this is the gospel. The gospel means good news. If you don't have good news going on in your thoughts, there should be some repentance, some changing the way you think. Yes, it matters what you confess. When we have Dr. Matt coming over here, he's that, you know, amazing business guy, always confessing the right, you know, you gotta have your words say the right thing. It's so true. You gotta unclog all of those lies that are in there. So now let's move on to well number two. Well number two, then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. I'll stop. Sitna. Sitna actually is uh, the meaning of opposition. Opposition. So once a lie is exposed, once you actually start like, oh my gosh, wow, you're right. This is the truth. And uh, you're kind of unclutter- uncluttered in your, your the thoughts. The lie is exposed. The truth is revealed. You can change the way you think. So the next thing that usually happens is that The devil will try to come in and try to oppose you. You know, he'll say, did you really think? And he'll try to put that fight up against you. Not saying it always does, but usually it does. Opposition, it means there's an adversary out to oppose you. Satan is our adversary. First Peter 5.8 says this, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So, looking for someone to devour. You need to understand we are always on, on, the, on the offense. Am I saying it right? We're on offense, not the offense. <laughs> We're on offense. And uh, I see Tony with her Instagram talking about football and plays. We are in the offense. We are always in a position of victory. And uh, even though that an enemy may come and he, you know, comes around like a roaring lion trying to devour you, just remember you are on the ofen- you are on offense. But this is your time to start practicing your faith and start acting on this. So that is the the second step for breakthrough in in the midst of digging through that well of opposition. This is when your faith gets activated. You need to activate your faith. It's now time to take the final, the final win, the final territory. When you're in a game like the football game and it hasn't won yet, you know you know that you're about to win. But this is the time in the opposition where you need to say finality. It's finished. I win. The territory is mine. It's very ground taking. Amen. The fight of faith. First Timothy 6.12 says it perfectly. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called. When you made your good confession of faith before many witnesses. What I didn't uh, point out before is that in that repentance, it's that good confession. <laughs> like that Dr. doctor. Matt style of confession. So you made your confession of faith before, so now take up your fight of the good faith. That is step step two, entering your breakthrough. So, really quickly, I would say that everything that Matt and I actually have is because of our faith. <laughs> It's because of our faith. By faith, we are able to take take territory in San Diego by a place. And now by faith, we're going to be taking territory here in Salt Lake City. And it's going to be even bigger and better than last time. I believe we're going to be entering into the house that I had as a a dream as a young girl. So it's by our faith that actually allows you to take territory. Um, when Asher was in the hospital, so I think you guys have heard the story about our son Asher last year, where we were fighting for his life in the hospital. The first one, I had to undo the lie saying, you know, does God actually do miracles? Um, you know, uh, about a year or year and a half or two years before that, I lost my dad suddenly. And it really shook me to the core. And I I wasn't, I felt like, you know, I was trying to pray for like two weeks, literally God raised him from the dead. (laughs) It was at that moment. And uh, so then when my son Asher was in the hospital and he was tied up to all those things and you're, you literally, you don't, he's struggling for his breath for hours. He's turning purple and pale. You see that, they're rushing him over to do a, an operation on him. That's where the lie of the enemy will come in, where he said, you know, you lost your dad? You know, can he actually really save, save your son? Can he actually do some healing? And so I had to take communion on a regular basis and I had to say, no, you know, I draw the line in the sand. Here's the truth, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but also for our healing. And uh, his body was broken for us. Yes, and you have to stand in the gap where the truth is revealed. The lie of Satan is completely defeated. And so now I'm coming, you know, we, we broke through with that. Asher got out of the hospital quicker than we ever could expect. And, uh, and then the opposition comes where, you know, we're, we're fighting for finances. At that time, it could have been a stupid move. It probably was. But we didn't have insurance at the time. We were business owners. We were thinking, okay, well, if something comes up, we'll just pay out of pocket. It's fine. But that was a massive bill. It was about $180,000 for the hospital bill. And uh, so that's, you know, some opposition with our finances. God is good, but yet here's another obstacle. It doesn't just stop there. And uh, honestly, God did a miracle. Just a quick little synopsis is that um, we only had to pay $12 out of that $180,000 bill. (laughs) It was amazing, yes. It got completely canceled. And then also in the midst of it, um, that happened in 2020. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on with businesses. But um, God is just so good because we, you know, we had other debts we were trying to pay off. We happened to invest in the right thing. And because of the stock market going back up, that completely covered all those debts. So God is just an amazing, amazing God. So when the your opponent comes, when the adversary comes, you got to draw a line in the sand. And you've got to exercise your faith. The faith. By faith, we're able to cancel the debts. By faith, Asher, you know, is a completely healthy boy. By faith, we're going to have an amazing miracle home in Salt Lake City. And you're all going to be invited. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Very, very good. And again, the world will clog this up. Can God really? But you have to stand in the gap. Well number three. Let's go to well number three. Where are we? Let's see. Sitna, not Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well. And no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth. Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Amen. I'm just going to skip down to verse 25 um, to where it says, Isaac built an altar there, called on the name of the Lord. He pitched his tent. And uh, so can you dig your, your place? Can you dig your place? Um, sorry, and I didn't say that to you. Rehoboth says place. Uh, that's the meaning of it. Can you dig your place? And uh, I was thinking about it. Once we get, you know, the the right thinking, and uh, so you have the right mind and uh, a healthy mind, and now you are gaining territory, which is incredible. It's a fight of faith. Now, can you dig your place where uh, there's a refreshing, there's a, uh, a waiting on the Lord, and uh, that's actually step three, is, is wait. When I say waiting on the Lord, the reason why I'm a little choppy is because um, you have to understand, when I use the word wait, it's kind of like waiter, The waiters don't just stand around, or else they shouldn't, or they're not going to get tip money. (laughs) But if they're waiting on you, they're serving you and they're coming up to you. And so, um, just like in this well, Isaac said, Yes, I finally have room, I have place, I'm going to pitch my tent here, and I'm going to build an altar. Are we able to wait on the Lord as we build the house of God and as we build our house? Are we able to do both? As we're waiting on God for our promises, Are you willing to serve God, your family, and your church? Are you able to go for it? And in that place, he will truly renew your strength. And uh, let me give you a scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope or wait, wait in another translation, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint. Are you willing to wait? Can you dig your place where you can wait, where you can serve God, but waiting on his promises, waiting on his breakthrough? Because in the midst of that, he will renew your strength and you will flourish in the midst of it, And uh, which is incredible. You will flourish. And again, the world will cl- try to clog this up too. Well, sure. You got freedom in the way you think, and you're really being positive around me. I don't know why you're so positive all the time. <laughs> well, it's because I, I got healed in my brain. I'm not double-minded anymore. And oh my gosh, well you got that miracle home. Yeah. Well, you probably just it happened to be the the right place at the right time. No, no coincidence. It's a god. It's not a coincidence. It's a god coincidence. <laughs> And then now you want to go to church and you want to go to a Sunday and you want to go to a Wednesday night service and you want to go to a Cinco de Mayo party. Like, don't you have better things to do? Don't you have to work? Don't you, you know, they talk about money over there at Awaken Church. Aren't you supposed to be working? You shouldn't be playing. You should be working. But that's the world trying to clock up that well of trying to stop you from serving in the house of God because truly that is the place where you can flourish. Amen. Amen. Okay, so quickly on to well number four. This is the last well. Uh, let's see. Should I read this whole thing? <laughs> it's kind of a lot. Um, basically what happened, I'm going to summarize it because I can see the time. Basically what happened is as Isaac was there he pitched his tent he built an altar for the gods for a god and uh, he was you know he's serving in both of those meanwhile his servants built another well and this was actually a well that was different than the previous 3 wells the previous 3 wells you can see those came from his uh, father Abraham, where the enemy was trying to clog it up with dirt, so they had to dig again in that. And so meanwhile, as God was, as Isaac was serving in the house of God and building his family, loving on his family, his servants, meanwhile, went out and built a new well. And when he, they told Isaac that they built this well, they said that we found water. It's fresh water, fresh living water. And he called it Sheba. And to this day, the town has been Beersheba. Sheba in the Bible means oath. Oath is, is God's promises. It's even to me more than just the word promise. I feel like promise doesn't do it justice. When you say an oath, it's the, it's the completion. It's, the, it's a finality type of word there's an oath. And uh, so step four is uh, receiving your promise. There's a new well of life that's new, that brings life specifically for you and your family. Those three previous wells, yes, we need healing in those areas. We need you know, some deliverance taking territory. And then as we pass through all of that stuff and we get healing in this air, in all of those things, now God has a fresh living water that is just for you. And I think it's so incredible. The breakthrough is yours. We don't have to keep contending. There is a, a light at the end of the t- tunnel. The breakthrough is yours. The blessing is yours. God's promise is is yours, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. How good is our God? I feel like this is the greatest love that he could have for us, is not only can we enter into his promise of eternal life but we can enter into heaven on earth. Um, you know, we get accused of being the prosperity gospel and we preach prosperity. We preach in the Bible in on the scripture, you know, that Isaac flourished in the midst of a famine. And I, I love it because that's, that's God. <laughs> He's prosperous and he wants you to prosper. He doesn't call you to sit back and to be a victim and to just accept your situation or other people's situation. He calls you to to be blessed so that the blessing can overflow. It's amazing who our God is. And so I just wanna uh, offer it to you today. If you don't know our God, if you don't know our Lord and Savior, you didn't know that, you know you came here. you didn't know that, wow, he's still alive. and he still does miracles. Not only did he raise himself from the dead, but he actually raises other people from the dead, too. He works that kind of kind of in that kind of power and authority. Um, he's the king of all kings. And if you've been going through your uh, your life, not having that love, not having that acceptance, and you've been struggling with the different thoughts going back and forth, I wanna offer this love of Jesus Christ to you today, that you can be firmly secure, have the oath, have the promise that if something happened today, randomly like my dad, no one knew I was FaceTiming him the day before. <laughs> no one knew. My kids were laughing with him, you know, running around with a, the hor- a horse on their head. You know, he, the last words he said to me that was that he's so proud of me. Do you know that Jesus is so proud of you? God is so proud of you. And he loves you so much. He doesn't want anything to happen to you. He wants to embrace you. He wants to love you. He wants you to welcome you into his family, into his home, where you can flourish, where you can serve here, where you can serve your family well. This is the kindness of our God that leads us to repentance the kindness of him the love of him changes everything it's one word the voice of god that we just continue to to seek that's why over here we we worship i'm i'm kind of like a crazy i just love him so much (laughs) you just you love god so much so um can i offer this to you friends if this is you we can all uh, close, our, close our eyes and bow our heads so that we're able to uh, let go of the distractions that are around us, maybe people that are around us and uh, truly ask yourself and search your heart. Jesus, do you live in my heart? <laughs> do I have your love? Do I experience your love? Because I so long for it and I so want it. And if this message is for you today, where you can fully enter into God's promise of salvation, I want you to be bold enough to be able to raise your hand and and confess, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, you are my Lord. In a great cloud of witnesses that we've all been through, we've all done it, but we are so happy because we are so happy with the life that we have with Jesus. So if this is you, I'm gonna count to three. You can raise your hand and I'm gonna pray for you. One, if you feel God's calling on your life, don't hesitate. Two, his love is so strong for you, he's calling you home. Three, go ahead and raise your hand. Who is that message for today? Thank you, I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand, God bless you. God bless you guys, I see your hand. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You know what, I'm gonna do something bold. And again, it's not to embarrass you, I promise you, it's not to embarrass you. Something changes so much when we come to this altar. When Isaac built the altar of God, when he built the house of God, that's where miracle happens, that's where things change, that's where things get altered in our world. Amen. There's nothing embarrassing about God. Why would he embarrass you? <laughs> so if you come up forward, let's all stand. Let's all stand and let's clap for those who raised your hand. I want you guys to be bold and come up. Bold and come up. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, God. 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 Want to shake your God's hand. God bless you. I you. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. There's gonna be people around you that that are gonna lay their hands on you. They're a friend to pray with you. And uh, and that's what we're gonna do, is that we are going to pray. So, everyone together. Let's all say this prayer and come around them. Today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and I give my life to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sin and raising from the dead so that I can have eternal life. Holy Spirit, Fill me. Jesus, I give you all that I have and all that I am. I'll follow you. Heaven is my home. God is my father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to AwakenChurch.com.